on the second day of October, Halloween gave to me two deputy so-and-sos and a masked hawk being creepy. Hey everyone, welcome back to the second episode of the 31 Days of Halloween here on Legion Podcasts. Or if you're listening on the uh, Dark Parade feed, much appreciated. So this is, uh, if you're new to this, uh, a little mini review of a movie that I think is a good watch for Halloween or uh, one that I haven't seen before. Or one that I haven't seen in a long time and maybe want to revisit. So... Is every movie going to be a winner? No. But uh, this one is. This is a good, uh, creepy movie. And in fact, uh, the one we're talking about today, which is Sinister, a a Scott Derrickson film to... uh, as sort of a companion piece to yesterday's discussion of of the black phone. It is, uh, according to some measured science somewhere, the scariest movie of all time. And while I don't necessarily agree with that, I don't think that uh, it is the scariest movie ever made or anything. Um, When I originally saw Sinister, I had kind of a negative reaction to it. And I think it's because the the movie does tend to rely uh, on some jump scares that are a little cheap. and, And the ending in particular lands... On a jump scare, uh, on a jump scare that I think is just kind of bad, uh, so it leaves a bad taste in the mouth, and I think that's the biggest problem with Sinister is that it does not stick the landing. But I do like the movie, and the more that I watch it, the more that I think I, I enjoy most of it. And uh, so it stars Ethan Hawke, as does Black Phone. And the, the premise of the movie, if you've, if you've never seen Sinister, is that he is a true crime writer who hit it big with his first book and has been chasing the dragon ever since. It has fallen out of favor somewhat, is writing some stuff that's a little seedier, a little uh, less literary, and more for the buck, which, you know, hey, who's, who's not above writing for a couple of bucks, you know what I'm saying? But so he's he's kind of struggling with his own sense of self uh, that he's trying to uh, uh, write that second great American novel that will make him uh, a star all over again. Like there are moments in the movie where he's kind of perusing through his uh, his his old videos of him on late night talk shows talking about how, you know, he, he doesn't do it for the money, he does it for justice and that kind of thing. Uh, that All that stuff I really like. I think the characterization is what I, I find most enjoyable about Sinister these days. And particularly Ethan Hawke's performance, who I think is, is very good in this. Um, and of course, in the pursuit of his latest book, the one that's going to put him back on top again, he moves his family into the home of uh, a family that was murdered in the backyard and one of the kids went missing. And so uh, Ethan Hawke and his family start to have weird stuff happen. Notably, Ethan Hawke finds a, a, a trove of home movies 
that appear to have been filmed, uh, you know, by a murderer who documents, you know, the murders of these families. And it's really graphic at times. Not, it's not overly graphic in the sense that like, this is a splatter movie, but it's kind of disturbing. Uh, in fact, I watched it with my lady friend and in particular, there's one that involves a lawnmower that it doesn't really show anything, but the implication is plenty to understand what's going on. And she was, she gave it a little, no, 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 thank you. I, I appreciate what you have done, sir, but I bid you adieu. Uh, she said, which was a little strange in the middle of the movie. But the, the thing that I really like about that part of things in this film is that it kind of gives you this greater mystery, of course, of who is filming this, why are they filming this, is it the same killer? But it takes you into this office with Ethan Hawke where he is having his scotch, watching these movies, trying to get in the mind of a killer and trying to you know, puzzle out what's going on, why is this happening, where are these missing children, and then, in the midst of all of this, there is some supernatural doings. Like, he, he starts to hear things around the house, starts to see things, etc., etc. And that part of the movie, I think, is less interesting because it's just a lot of kid ghosts running around. And there's one effect in particular where all of these kid ghosts are kind of moving in slow motion while Ethan Hawke is moving in regular speed and I appreciate the attempt at that, but I don't necessarily think that it's a great effect. Um, and it, it's weird to think that the thing that works least about this movie that features these kind of supernatural based murders is the supernatural stuff. But that's the case with Sinister. I, I think Sinister is a good, but, but deeply flawed movie. And the deep flaws are that you don't really care about the ghost kids. They're not because the movie has to kind of hide spoilers a little bit for sinister, but the movie kind of has to hide the nature of these ghost children so that when you get the reveal of what's really going on, it, it, it matches the events of the film. Um, and it does a little bit. We're going to talk about another Blumhouse movie later on that kind of does a switcheroo with the kids and the same thing kind of happens here, um, where you think you know which kid is sort of being targeted, but that's not really the case. And eh, so that works well enough, I suppose, but even that I don't find uh, to be great. So, you know, there, there are a number of problems that plague this movie, but the minute that you start to feel like Sinister is not necessarily a, even a very good movie... In comes Vincent D'Onofrio as a demonologist to sort of save the day. And that's the stuff I get interested in. Like the research part of it is kind of fascinating. I think maybe the thing that I miss the most in Sinister, what I feel is most squandered in Sinister, is this notion of the mystery of exploring that mystery, of unraveling that mystery. And that all seems to happen kind of suddenly at the end and through no effort of Ethan Hawke. It happens, uh, if, if you heard the intro, there's a character in the movie that um, is sort of introduced as Deputy So-and-So. 
And Deputy So-and-So is really the guy who ends up saving the day, or not saving the day necessarily, but uncovering a big part of the mystery in a way that feels like Ethan Hawke should have been that person. But but I do like the, the reveal. Like, once you get, hey, here's what's happening and here's what sort of triggers the uh, the supernatural murders, I do actually find that to be pretty interesting. And, you know, so Sinister is a real mixed bag. Um, I do think it's one of the more effective Blumhouse... Uh, haunted house kinds of movies. Like I'm not big on the conjuring stuff really. And I think this is a little meaner, a little more aggressive. And I do like that about the movie. I like the fact that it's got kind of a nasty demeanor to it. The home movie stuff I think is genuinely chilling and the movie opens real strong. And this is another reason maybe that my memory of the movie being not so great is because the opening is fantastic and the end is kind of garbage. Not total garbage, but the very, very end of the movie just lands in a place that I don't like. I don't like that jump scare. But I do like the setup to it. And also, (laughs) while I'm complaining, while I'm grinding my axe, if you will, the other problem, I think, is uh, with the murders of the last act because you spend so much time watching these like really creative and interesting and gruesome ways to do someone in and the end of the movie features a murder that's like well okay i mean that would do the trick of course but it's not nearly as elaborate or fun or as mean-spirited as i would like to believe that the rest of the movie is uh it feels a little a little disappointing, which is strange to say about murder. Like I was disappointed with that murder. Uh, send it back. Have the cook give it another run in the oven so that it comes out a little more baked, but it's, it's not a bad movie. And in fact, some of it is quite good. It's just a bit hamstrung by not focusing on the stuff that I find most interesting and there are people that will tell you that Sinister is one of the scariest movies they, they've ever seen. And I don't really have a problem with that. I'm not going to argue with somebody. As I have taken to saying, and I believe it deep down in my bones, whatever movie gets you into the horror genre is the right movie for you. And horror, much like comedy, is a matter of taste. I'm not a jump scare guy. This movie is rife with jump scares, including landing on one at the end. And if that's your thing, then you will like Sinister more than me. That said, I do really enjoy most of Sinister. And, you know, I I just want it to be better or I want it to lean into my taste a little more where it's a little more literary and a little more cerebral. Um, But I like the idea of moving into a house that you don't belong in, lying to your family about it because... You feel like this is going to be the thing that gets you on top. And I think at a certain point, the character of Ethan Hawke gets off. And he doesn't get off easy. I mean, he's got a, a kind of a rough end. But we sort of lose a lot of that more interesting character work in favor of it just becoming a, a fairly routine horror movie by the end of it. When I think there are glimpses in the movie of it being a much better, much more... Uh, highbrow kind of horror film uh, and it, it goes back to my love of something like 
uh, uh, John Carpenter's cigarette burns and the idea of forbidden information. Even Hellraiser has some of that in its DNA. Uh, things that you're not supposed to know, but going looking for them suddenly makes you a target of that thing that you're, uh, you're, you're trying to, to learn about. Um, I think that stuff is really interesting, and there's something about forbidden knowledge that I think works as a trope. And this movie definitely traffics in some of that, but I don't think it goes in the direction that I want it to. Uh, but that's a that's a personal thing. I still think on a dark and stormy night, especially around uh, Halloween season, Sinister is a great movie to sort of lower the lights, pop the popcorn, and, and watch it with, you know, <laughs> the family, I suppose. You know, you don't want to give them ideas or nothing, but uh, in, in our case, we watched it with uh, the older boy who immediately fell asleep, so he did not get... Uh, you know, the wrong impression, uh, or, or any ideas about what was, uh, in his future. So, um, but, but if it's you and older kids and so forth, I think you could probably get away with it. Just, uh, keep your eye on them for a couple of days after and make sure they're not, you know, making any plans or drawing any schematics or anything. Um, but that's going to do it. So that's it for Sinister. I think it's, uh, it's, it's enjoyable if flawed, but a great, Halloween, especially a great day two Halloween watch. Is Black Phone better? A hundred percent. But this is still pretty good, and I think it gives you a glimpse of what Ethan Hawke can do, what Derrickson can do, and they did it better in the the movie we talked about yesterday. So uh, coming up here on the 30 days of Halloween, though, uh, 30 days, 31 days, I'm leaving, I'm trying to rob you of a movie. Um, in the 31 days of Halloween, we've got some great stuff coming up, but we are still continuing our exploration into the Blumhouse films. Uh, we've got a, a couple coming up that are sort of of a stripe, even within that larger framework of talking about Blumhouse movies. And I think you're going to enjoy that. Uh, I will say no more other than uh, be sure that you are watching The Skies. So uh, we'll be back tomorrow to talk about more Blumhouse movies, more horror movies. And uh, by all means... Uh, drop in on the Discord channel. If you're listening to these on the daily um, over on Discord, then you can, uh, there's a link right on the Legion podcast page. If you look for 31 Days of Halloween yeah, on, on the post there, uh, every post has a link to, to the Discord server along with, you know, Instagram and Facebook and that kind of thing. But if you want to talk to me, I'm on the Discord server. That's where you can find me. And uh, But you can find plenty of other stuff on the Facebook group. So, um, I appreciate listening. Uh, I hope you're, uh, if you haven't already done so, uh, please subscribe to the dark parade where you can hear more out of me about any number of topics. Uh, not just little mini reviews like this, but getting deep, deep into, uh, to some stuff. And, uh, and if you're listening to this on the dark parade, then go over and subscribe to the Legion podcast. Also, I will say you are getting these a little bit early. If you're a member of uh, the Legion Patreon. So hop over to patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts where you can get all of this stuff a little bit early. And uh, and we try to make that a rule uh, as well as doing some original stuff over there on, uh, on Patreon. So uh, thanks as always for listening. Have yourselves a very spooky October 2nd. And I'll be back to talk to you tomorrow about yet another movie. See you then.